Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Morning, sunshine. Morning, everybody. Another week in this crazy, crazy, crazy time in the United States of America. Good morning, amigo, here on Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. So much to get to, yet nothing to talk about. John Bolton hits national TV last night about his book. And I think the itch is going to hit the Anfe. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, sir. Happy belated Father's Day to you. And a happy belated Father's Day to you, too. Uh, you like Daddy's Day? Your first one now that you've had it, did you enjoy it? I had a good weekend. Gave me a little bit of leverage of certain things that I wanted to do, so it allowed me to get out of the house a little bit. Nice. Went fishing Saturday. Nice. Deep sea fishing out of the Keys was awesome. Had did a you catch time. anything? Uh, I caught about three snapper and a couple grunts, so like about nine in total. I had to throw two back. Caught ronquitos. Yeah. That was good. They were fine. Well, yeah, I was like, why are they called grunts? And then all of a sudden we went to go pull one off the hook, and they were grunt. And I'm like, oh, okay. Ronquitos. Interesting. It was nice, though. Then I came home, had a little barbecue with the in-laws, and I threw the fish right on the grill, man. Fresh fish, nothing like it. Delicious. So uh, apparently spring training is over. Well, considering the fact that baseball is starting to close down some of their uh, facilities, especially in Arizona and in Florida. Before they even got started. Before they even got started. The Yankees and the Red Sox have come out saying that they're going to train in their home cities. And I'm sure a couple teams are going to come around saying that they're going to do the same thing. Uh, but those that are training in Florida and Arizona, those facilities have been closed down. After those, that report came out on Friday that five Philly players had contracted the disease. Which is kind of crazy. Virus. Right. Not disease. Virus. Virus. Yes, sir. Florida's uh, virus spike has all the leagues in concern considering the NBA was going to do their stuff in Orlando. Now people are starting to worry about that. I'm starting to have a bad feeling about everything, Frank. I'm not going to lie. And then you're hearing a couple colleges that they're going to start, they're going to shut down um, for a couple weeks. So now they're going to be behind schedule. In this climate, how are we ever expecting to get sports back out on the field? You're starting to see a little bit of the like the little league and the kids getting back into it because I know there was some regional games in Orlando and stuff like that because our boy Lewis drove down to do a couple <coughs> of the games over there. But shout out to Lewis Perez. Sh- always shout out to Lewis. But so the, the, so the youth are starting to try to get rolling with it. But and I even passed by one of the parks and there was a full out soccer practice with like maybe six or seven year olds or something like that. But with this climate, how are we ever going to get professional sports back up on the on the field? Soccer's been able to do a good job with it. They're they're handling everything perfectly. Test every day, making sure everything, but everybody's temperature-wise. I was a little shocked to see how many people were at the Trump rally, even though it wasn't as many that he expected there to be. But there was a lot of people next yeah, to each other. I, I, in a I was shocked arena. as to how few people were at the Trump rally. Um, by the way, shout out to to BTS. I'm sure our girl Brianna loves to hear that. Apparently, all the K-pop nation came out and ordered a bunch of tickets to Trump's little event over the weekend. A million tickets reserved. Well, also, they were blocking pretty much. I didn't want to say the first word, but they were pretty much blocking anybody from really getting into that thing. No, they were making them think there were a lot of people. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And nobody went. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Trump was pissed. Um, They're breaking social distancing guidelines, right? Very convenient that, oh, just break it because I want to do a rally. And yet you're upset? Hmm. Okay. 
I got it. I, I understand. I like the video that came out of people just like yawning, like while he's like trying to make like important. Well, he spent two hours talking. Yeah, he was just out there for a while. This guy gives the. Yeah. Whatever. Remember, we don't talk about this stuff. Anymore. No, no, I know. But unfortunately, because sports is starting to once again be in peril, <clears throat> I'm going to be very honest with you. I think sports is in peril again. I just find it very convenient that for everything else we've had to shut down. There can't be crowds more than like 10 people. Uh, NASCAR is doing 5,000. That's another conversation. But NASCAR is doing 5,000 fans pretty much at a racetrack. But this guy holds a rally and he was expecting 25, 35, 45,000 people to fill up that arena. Which I heard took like all day to get those people in that arena because they were well, temper checking everybody. And they claimed that it was because the protesters were blocking him. No such thing. I thought it was very funny that uh, Chris Wallace on Fox News held uh, campaign advisors, Trump's campaign advisor, very accountable on national TV. And the lady wouldn't shut up. She just kept talking over him. And he told her, this is not a time for you to filibuster, which I don't know if you know what filibuster is. Filibuster is when these, these people in Congress, they go... Or in the Senate, they're trying to pass a bill, and they go and they get the you know they get the floor, and then they talk for hours and hours and hours, and they don't let anybody else talk. There's a strategy that's used sometimes in politics, which is kind of dumb if you ask me, but whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Jelly bean. Yep. <clears throat> <sighs> Nothing, bro. Nothing. We're back to this. This is troubling to me for so many reasons because we are a captive audience, Frank, for a bunch of stuff that normally we're not. So the little things, the minutia, uh, we're paying more attention to it. Uh, the stories about the removal of, of statues and changing the names of certain products. All this is coming out and is making big news because, well, brother, <clears throat> there ain't a damn thing to talk about. Nobody's releasing any new movies. Nobody's really releasing any new music. Well, I think Rihanna dropped a single the other day. Yeah, a couple artists are putting out albums because 6 9 put one out the other day too. I don't know what to say, really. Um, <clears throat> if sports doesn't come back soon, you run into a, a, an audience of people who do not get to consume something that they're used to consuming. Yesterday was 100 days, bro. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. 100 days since this whole quarantine thing started. And if you remember, they shut down the sports before... It was like March 10th, March 11th. So 100 days since the 13th. It's just weird. March 11th was when all the, the when the first report came out from the Rudy Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Well, when the league started closing down, I think it was the 11th. The 11th was <coughs> when that game that all of a sudden they were going to play it, and all of a sudden they told everybody to go home. Oh. That was a Wednesday. Friday was the third. That's 13th, what I remember. And I was at FIU doing a game when all those reports came out. When Tom Hanks came out, said that he had it. Um, that was the initial boom. And then all of a sudden, Thursday, then the whole NCAA thing happened with all the tournaments closing down. And then Friday was the 13th, and that was the end for us here at school. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's starting to concern me because while soccer is being played halfway around the world, 
our major sports, I believe, are in peril. I don't care what Trump tells Fauci. There are some real concerns about putting athletes on the field based on what's going on. The country's about to approach 120,000 deaths. Um, I'm not a doctor. <clears throat> so my perception, and maybe they're counting on perception, not being reality, but being able to fake you into a fake reality. But my perception is, while it's because there's a lot of testing going on, but the people who are contracting it are not contracting it and, li and then their lives in peril. Um, what's spiked is the number of cases reported. Certainly not deaths. And to bring a little logic to this new conversation of hospital beds again, this has come up again. Yep. Guys, please realize that during the quarantine, if you had an ingrown nail on your toe and you needed to get it operated, um, you couldn't go do it. All right? Um, elective surgeries were not allowed. Well, now elective surgeries are allowed, so there's a lot of people in the hospital for other reasons. Mm -hmm. People are driving around. This means there's more accidents. People are getting hurt again. Mm -hmm. When there was nobody on the road, nobody was getting hurt. Mm -hmm. Please look at everything before you judge. I know for a fact when there was one hospital reporting being almost at capacity, while I won't report the hospital, I have reason to believe that it was less than 20% of the beds that were being occupied by covid so 20%, let's call it 20%, one in five had COVID. You can't tell me the, the place is full because of COVID. So we need to accept what's coming to us, understand what's coming to us, protect as best as possible. Um, <clears throat> but when it comes to sports, Frank, it's either yes or no. And if it's somewhere in between, it's going to probably be no. Mm -hmm. And that's what worries me. So one thing is go to work. Teach a class in school. Will the kids have to wear masks? Probably. Whatever. Some things are not right until we get this vaccine. But, boy, some things are really bad. And I think sports is in peril. Just a thought. I really believe sports is in peril. Just talking out loud. No, and, and I agree with you. We just don't know. And that's the scariest part. Um, now with this outbreak with the baseball facilities, yeah, the was and start colleges started shutting down like we had mentioned before. Um, it's, it starts bringing up more question marks. Baseball still hasn't been able to come up with an agreement on how many games. So not only is the COVID stopping them, but now they still have, don't have an agreement made. Um, the NBA would probably be the one to start to jump start. Remember, they were the ones that were the initial ones that st to start stopping everything, which caused that 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 effect that everybody started um, canceling their seasons and their tournaments and things like that. So, if basketball comes back and shows that it's that that their method can work, it's a possibility that we can get baseball to do something similar to it. Sounds like you're being optimistic. I'm being extremely <clears throat> optimistic. I'm concerned. Last time I said I was worried about something, it was a stock market plummeting. And me saying, this doesn't look good. And then that was dead right. hate being right. <clears throat> it's going to get weird, bro. It's going to get weird, and we're going to talk about that on this show over the coming weeks. It's already weird. Yeah. I, I can't report contracts with a clear conscience not knowing what the heck's going to happen. Baseball, if they do it, it'll be 60 games, apparently. That's the uh, union 
I guess the union is the one that proposed that one. Mm-hmm. And MLB is like, they're not going to counter it. They're going to go with it. I don't know. All that stuff to me doesn't mean diddly squat because <sighs> I'm just concerned. I'm concerned. There was some good news. Always feel good. And this is a guy that, along with, for some reason, Adrian Beltre and Nelson Cruz make me feel good about athletes. Adrian Beltre is one of the funniest guys, like, on the field you'll ever meet. He's kind of a clown. He plays the game, played the game with a zest. Um, the other guy's Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is one of the good guys, man. There's a video I invite you to watch of him speaking and getting emotional after winning the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award, which is quite the honor. Um, Dominican man, he comes back home to, to the Dominican Republic and gives back in such a way. It's it's endearing, to say the least. And places like the Dominican Republic, it's incredible because... How do I put this to you? Remember when Sammy Sosa went back to the Dominican Republic and gave back so much? Yes. It reminds me of that. And I wonder if that's... Even though Sammy's legacy is weird, and I did watch the 30 for 30, by the way. We'll talk about that a little later. Um... <clears throat> I can't help but think that's the example that was set by Sosa and a guy like Nelson Cruz, who's 40, by the way. I didn't realize he was that old. Um, first of all, he doesn't look 40 at all. But guy's still, he's still killing it. He had 41 homers last year, I think. Um, but he does things in the Dominican Republic that just would leave you floored as some of the nice things. Um... I don't know, man. He just, he has a way of doing things to help people. There's a lot of stories. I invite you, rather than go over, I invite you to just read the article, watch the video. Uh, Man was raised right. He really was. And it's always good to see that because I spent a lot of time railing on players for all the amounts of money they make. And somehow when they come from very poor places and, and poor backgrounds and humble backgrounds, they seem to be the ones that give back the most. Um... I'm floored that he's almost 40. He turns 40 in a few weeks. Yeah, I can't believe he's that old. But the guy just keeps producing, man. Mm-hmm. He led the AL in RBIs. RBI, by the way. It's yeah. not RBIs. I always got to make that mistake. Where'd he go, Larry? Three years ago, he did that. He's been an all-star throughout the decade. Five times. From 13 to 18. He was five out of six years an all-star. Led the league in homer six years ago. I don't know, man. The guy's got all the makings. I, I, I haven't ever even looked at his career numbers. It's never dawned on me that perhaps this guy's a Hall of Famer. <clears throat> Has that ever crossed your mind that he might be a Hall of Famer? No. I, I haven't even had the conversation in my own head. Yeah. It would have never dawned on me. And you know that I love my little Hall of Fame meter. Yeah, That's you love the your, one that tells me everything I need to know. Your baseball reference. Your, your, so your, your Hall Bible. of Fame monitor has him as an 82. 100 makes you a likely Hall of Famer. So apparently he's not there yet. According to this little... Hall of Fame meter? That's pretty Hall cool. of Fame meter, which is weird. 400 career homers. It's driven him over 1,100 runs. It's a lifetime batting average of 277. 
slugging 527, 873 OPS. Not yet 2,000 hits. I think that's part of the problem. The average might might be a little low also. No, because he's a power hitter. Okay. I mean, he's got the home runs. He's got to get the 2,000 hits. So I think he would have to play a couple more years, and I don't know if that's going to work out. Where's he at? 1721. That's a low number for being Hall of Fame. thing is, he got started in 24 and didn't really start playing nearly every day until he was 28, 29. So he got a late start, but listen to his home run numbers once he started playing regular. 33, 22, 29, 24, 27, 40, 44, 43, 39, 37, 41. Yeah. Late bloomer for the last six years with 100 ribs. The other two, 97 and 93. Guy's been peaking. He gets my Hall of Fame vote. Sorry. Not too shabby. I think he's a Hall of Fame. I think those are Hall of Fame numbers. He but yeah, I agree, Hall of Fame I agree with the 2,000 hits. He just needs a 2,000 hits, I think. I think 1,007, a little low for a Hall of Famer. All right. That's what we're talking about. You see my point? You realize who the highest paid player in baseball is going to be this year in 2020? Not Giancarlo Stanton. Guy doesn't even play anymore. Guy has been out of the league for a couple years, actually. And it's not Bobby Bonilla. Prince Fielder is set to make $24 million this year. How did that happen? Guaranteed money. Has he been getting that every year, or was this the year he got a lump sum? I think sum this is the year he got a lump sum. I haven't looked at all the numbers, but are you aware that the Marlins still owe uh, Yang Wei Chen, whatever his name was, about $22 million? Yeah, yeah, a few years ago, that was like around 70 or $80 million. It was crazy. Whoever signed that contract's an ass. Ah, boy, the things we do. Nelson Cruz hit 311 last year with 108 rib, 41 dongs. On base percentage of nearly 400. OPS 1.031. Keep him as a DH, bro. That guy, uh, three-time silver slugger, six-time all-star. I don't know, man. He, he's flirting with saying, hey, I could be a Hall of Famer. That's a good conversation. That's about all we got right now to talk about baseball. Prince Fielder has been making $24 million since 2016. He was $96 million after he left. So this is the last time he gets his 24 mil. You better invest it well. These ball players, bro, I tell you. All right, come back from break. Maybe make you shake your ass a little bit. Talk some more sports that we're not playing. I don't know how you talk about sports when it's not being played. We'll find a way. We always do. We'll talk about that 30 for 30. I don't agree with you. I liked it. I'll tell you why I liked it on the other side. Uh, I think Sid comes on today. Cool. Right? Monday? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to get Omar Cordero to start doing his, his Monday motivations again. We're back. So uh, let me see if he's ready to do it today. I thought we were doing it after 4th of July with him. but So, yeah, that's what it is. It's after 4th of July we're doing it. Okay. Tomorrow... <laughs> my my new BFF, Lauren Goodwin. She's my new friend, Frank. Yeah, buddy. She's cool. Yeah, buddy. So when I interview tomorrow, right, I can't be too creepy. But you know that at some point I am going to tell her. Control yourself. I, well, I'm going to tell her that that there are moments that the heart skips a beat. <laughs> I don't want to be inappropriate. She's awesome, though. She is, no, it's not. She's a dude's girl. Like, she really, are you kidding? The fact that she lost her brother is just so awesome. (laughs) That was so great. 
<laughs> They've done interviews and stuff. He's been a good sport about it. But I just, like, their whole family vibe is so freaking cool. You don't think? I got I got that. I got that. Ah, what a great family vibe they've got going on, man. That was so uh, that was so nice. So yeah, I can't wait to have her on tomorrow. A lot of stuff lined up. We had put a little bit of our stuff on hold. We haven't named our boys from Sotu that are going to do some stuff, and we we have next Tuesday Brad joining us, so he'll be on tomorrow with us to talk a little bit of UM sports. Yeah, buddy. Been a lot happening as of... Hey, they're not kidding about Jake Garcia. Jake Garcia reached out to Marsh to wish him condolences. He did. He did. They're not really kidding about that. No, they're Except not. Because I think they're just being a little extra. They're not. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. That showed it. I saw that post and I was like, oh. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> like that, I see. All righty then. <laughs> I don't agree with you about that 30 for 30. I enjoyed it. I was bothered by all the B-roll. The B-roll was, B -roll was made it different. It's hard to focus. There's a, there's a lot of new shots trying to play it off as old school Wrigley shots. That I didn't like. And I noticed one of them with the, with, the, with, the, with the board because you could tell people wearing jerseys of people who played three years ago. And all the bar shots are all, the, are all new jerseys. There's nothing old school there. There's no old school feel. You could have gotten sh you, shots of the crowd from old footage, I'm, man. Maybe I'm sympathetic because I've wanted to do a film about my experience about December 1, 2007. Maybe that's what it is with me. Like, So I understand. I would have had to use a lot of B-roll. It had nothing to do with that day. I don't have a problem. I, I, I'm going to talk about why I enjoyed it. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo. Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM channel 145. What's up, y'all? This is Martellus Bennett, and you are listening to Slam Radio. All right, we're back here on Good Morning Amigo. Coming at you till 11 a.m. Here on Sirius XM one four five Slam Radio. I got mid man, me. You sound like a carny. I think I sound more like Pharrell on the bench. No, nah, you ever work on one of those dunk tanks as you were a kid or something? I also sound like the guy at the strip club. Okay, that's more of a rated R aspect to it. I was trying to go like Astrid to the front stage. Astrid to the front stage. Make sure you tip your dancers. Man, I'm trying to go carnival here, and like you're going strip club. Like, okay, no Whatever. problem. If you want to go that way, then yes, you do sound like that guy. <laughs> How did you not like that 30 for 30, man? I just, I mean, I'm looking at it as. There was no last dance. I got you, but how did you like you were? I just don't think the stories. I expected were, trash. I don't think the stories were juicy enough, to be honest with you. Like I expected so much more story-wise, um, and it just felt like a giant YouTube replay. I gotta go watch all those home runs on replay. By the way, I think it was 57 that or 56 and 57 that I, that he hit here at a pro play. No, he had two days back to back. He hit two home runs both days. Oh, did he I really? had forgot about. Oh, that. you're right. He did because I remember my dad said he, he hit, did oh, 56 he hit and 57, and, and then like, he went 58 no, and 59. Miss it. And I forgot what night it is. I think I had the 58, 59 is when I think I had the tickets that I didn't go. He hit back to back nights. And we had 56, two 57. dongs each night. We had 56, 57 because that's the number my dad came up with. You so know what I had it reminded me it was the threat of them hitting a home run at every at bat. That was scintillating. Which was the exciting part. And then, like, CV sent me a clip yesterday of the home run derby. I think it was like in 99, whenever it was at Miller Park. And Sammy Sosa just kept hitting over 480 foot bombs. Doom, doom, doom. 
I love the stat at the end of the 30 for 30. How many days, at the end of the day, how many days did Jamie Sosa finish ahead in the home run race? Zero. And the answer was zero. 12 different days he was tied with him. At one day, he took over 66 to 65. That was the same day that Mark tied him back tied up. Back up right. In fact, it only lasted like maybe like 10 minutes or so because it saw it go up, and then all of a sudden the next at bat was when he hit it out. So we didn't know that McGuire was seeing that stuff while he was on the field. We didn't know that. Mm-mm. Yeah, there was some learned stories. Okay. I don't know, man. I didn't realize he was as close with the Marish family that they made it look like. Yeah, I knew that. I remember that. Um, the best part of the video, I feel, was. Um, by the way, I think I know who your favorite character in the entire movie is, but I think the best part of it was, I guess, the the thrive of the actual chase. Like it made you feel like you were reliving the chase. That was my favorite part of it. Um, I'm being nitpicky, obviously, by saying the B-roll stuff, but it made me n lose focus a little bit because I was still harped up on what they just showed. Then all of a sudden, like, I had to catch up back to what they were talking about. So it made me lose a little bit of focus. Who's my favorite character? Um, the, the historian, the guy that was talking about numbers, that you can compare numbers and you can compare DiMaggio and, and this guy or whatever. But once the steroids came in, once the chemistry kicked in, then it was hard to compare them. Okay. The older gentleman. Yeah, I remember him. That guy reminded me of you. Oh, no. No, not because he's old, but just oh, because. Oh, no. No, just because of, like, like. Quit while you're behind, Frank. Quit while you're behind. Within the numbers, like, you like getting into numbers. Yeah. So immediately when I started, I was like, oh, Amigo's going to like this guy. I liked the documentary. I didn't love it, but I liked it. It was all right. It, was, it wasn't the worst documentary I've ever seen. It was all right. I, I just had, I was bothered a little bit by the B-roll. I, I was a little bothered by the B-roll, man. I really was. It was a little better than I, I, like, in all the games that they showed, they would show, like, new crowds. And then all of a sudden, it would go back to standard, standard definition. So you can tell the contrast of the both. Like, why couldn't you use shots of the crowd? Because you know that all these games, all these games that they're grabbing are off-network off, uh, off television. And there's plenty of crowd shots that network television always like plays. Costas, there's plenty of filler time. Costas giving some uh, direction on this. Costas, I, was, oh, pretty good. Well, Costas is always good, though, man. There wasn't enough Costas. I liked it. There wasn't. You're right. There wasn't enough Costas. They should have put more Costas. You might be right about that. Because Costas is great. Every time he comes on, Costas is great. I thought the storyline, I don't know. The way he delivers his story. And like, you heard him during the last dance when Costas came out. I was in full attention when Costas came out. There were too much. There were, instead of, I guess, showing, like, I guess the, the, the expression of the interview, they were too worried about showing the B roll while the interviews were going on, too. I'm telling what? you, the B roll made me lose focus on What's the wrong with you guys not having Sammy Sosa back to Wrigley Field? I, don't, I, don't, I, I found that to be appalling. And I thought it was more than 10 years because has he been? When was the last time he was there? Do we know? It's been a while, man. Time goes. I'm a little down on you guys about that one. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it's different management and everything. I don't understand why they haven't invited him back. I mean, they bought this guy a ring, Steve Bartman, and they haven't invited Sammy back. I was a little surprised by that. So why isn't the... I... There's got to be more to that story. Maybe Sammy's pissed. It could be from both Sammy's things. a proud guy. He is a proud guy. He said he don't care about the Hall of Fame. You have your Hall of Fame. He feels he's got his family. He's got his grandkids. He's good. 
Even that year, he goes. His okay. conscience is clean. And he was very, he was very cool with Mark. Everything it was like, oh, I love you, Mark. I love you, Mark. And they barely knew each other, which I really had no idea. That I was another thing I learned. Work. I thought they were a little tighter than. I that. thought they were tighter than that. But he's even said it. He goes, "Yo, congratulations, Mark is the home run king." But I got my MVP that year, which I thought was funny. When was, it was a great delivered line. It was phenomenal. He's like, "All right, you got yours. I got mine. We're both happy." He is driving in runs by the drove. Oh, he was a menace with that stick. Oh, he did. Man. Love the way he ran out to the field. Like Those were one of those ball players that were the old school type brought up ball players that you knew that he was having a good time on the field. He always did the same intro. Remember like the uh, the wizard, Ozzie Smith, every opening day he would do that front flip. Yes. Miss, miss, I miss those days, man. Like, you don't see guys going out and being all excited to play anymore like that. No, they're worried about. Let me not start. Sammy would take off full throttle from the dugout. All the way up the first ba- uh, first um, uh, the first baseline, all the way to right field, holding a finger up in the air, and then during nine ele- uh, during that nine eleven during that two thousand one season, runs out there with his American flag. I think he got a raw deal. He got the short end. I think I actually think McGuire got a raw deal. Why? Mm, I knew you were going to disagree with that. No, I just want to know why. Because it's not. There's a lot of people that did what. Apparently, McGuire did. And you, th- and you think he's being used as a scapegoat? Of course. So it was okay to use him to I bring agree. the game back, but then when you have to bring it toppling down, you're going to use him for that? I agree. And I agreed with what he said to, co- uh, to Congress about, listen, I'm not going to answer because if I say something, you're going to point it on one direction, and if I say the other way, it's going to be pointed at the other direction. I don't win here. Mm-hmm. It's cool when you're making other people money, but then all of a sudden, what? You're going to use him as a scapegoat? That was horse crap. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be in the hall. Yeah. I remind people, he was a lot skinnier when he hit 49 homers for the A's in 1987. He had that rookie record for, what, 30 years? I knew he had a few, I knew he had a few years that were, that were tough, but he had a lot of home runs. And he admitted and to it. He admitted to taking over the counter stuff or whatever, and he admitted to doing whatever he had to do. Listen, but all of it, that was, he was doing it all because he wanted to recover, because he wanted to go play. He had like two years that he wasn't able to get on the field. These people are screwed up, Frank. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Alex Rodriguez should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Palmero should be in the Hall of Fame. McGuire should be in the Hall of Fame. Sosa should be in the Hall of Fame. Those numbers, I got it. I understand. But Clemens was juicing up too, bro, and they had to hit off that guy. Come on, man. Like, knock it off already. I got it. I understand. We've, we've developed a, a, a good train of thought as to what that time period meant. I got it. Because Sammy Sosa came out on some leaked list that was only seen by one person, a reporter on the New York Times. We're gonna that that's his legacy is ruined. No Hall of Fame. So what happens to Big Poppy? He was on that same list. Nobody talks about that one, huh? That one was okay. Everybody loves his personality. That one was okay. All of a sudden, it's okay. That one was okay. And like, and like Sosa said, there's a bunch of people on that list in the Hall of Fame. There's five or six of them in the Hall of Fame. And everybody loved Sammy's personality. All of a sudden, the last couple of years, he's gotten a little towards the. I'm not going to say crazy or weird or nothing. He's done oh, he his thing. He has a skin disorder. He has a skin disorder. I don't know what it is. If, if that's what it's it is. It's a disorder. Okay, I'm not, I'm not educated on what it is, but all of a sudden people are turning the eye on him and kind of looking at him like if he's weird. Uh, well. And, and I feel bad for Sammy because it feels like he's kind of being looked at an out, uh, like an outcast kind of. Well, like I said, it was cool for the millionaires when he was making them money. Now all of a sudden it's easy to make them scapegoat. I'm not playing that. I'm not playing that at all. And there's a bunch of them that should be in the Hall of Fame. And we continue with this hypocrisy thinking that being indignant proves that we're still intolerant. 
And the, the truth of the matter is they made the rules as they went along. They never enforced anything. They never told you you couldn't do it. And then when they realized that maybe they shouldn't be doing it, they went to the complete different extreme with no grandfathering. You told them it was cool to do it, and then all of a sudden you told them they couldn't do it. And then the consequences were dire. Ask Palmero. They said, I don't give a shit if, if, he, if he lied. It doesn't matter to me. But do me a favor. Like, don't... So... So what happens? Is Bud Selig innocent? Innocent? I don't think so. No? Yes? He's not innocent. He let it go. Not. He's complicit in all of this. It was helping his game. That's one of the it best errors of baseball. I don't, I, don't, I don't care if I'm the one saying it. Everybody's going to get mad at me. Whatever. It saved the game. That was one of the most fun errors of baseball. Frank, 94, there was no World Series because they struck. The strike. No strike. Right. Okay. 95, they couldn't get anybody in the stands. 97, the Marlins win the World Series as a wild card. Some people saying this is the deterioration of the game because it was the first wild card to win a World Series. They come just two years later and start, I mean, people forget in 98, McGuire came close. 57 or 58, Dongsy at that year. Mm -hmm. Came close. These guys saved baseball. Do me a favor. Don't use him as a scapegoat. Don't use Sammy as a scapegoat. It's incredible. Oh, nobody did that to Griffey because he was clean. Okay. That's what you said. So some leaked list, the New York Times, which by the way, the same people who want to use that against them are the same people who are the right wingers that say the New York Times are fake news. That's what pisses me off the most. They looked at like a tabloid. Uh -huh. right? Not a tabloid. The New York Times is a respected Newspaper, I, I, I know, I'm just saying. Like, Our president doesn't think like they that. are. And, the, and, you know, the New York Times made a liberal reputation for themselves. So sometimes you wonder. But come on. Isn't the New York Times like the major newspaper in New York? Of course it is. <laughs> they deliver it down here. Like people, huh? people subscribe to the New York Times in Miami. Huh? It's, yeah. Just because of, uh, whatever. Elite echelon in papers. But whatever. Listen, the journalists that do the work, sometimes they're more liberal than others. I'm not judging anyone. I'm just... I'm just spewing facts here. That's the same New York Times that those people hate for political reasons. And that article, all of it. And we're so picky. Like, we do whatever we want with that list. Big Pop. How much you want to? Big Poppy, Hall of Fame. How long will that take? Not long, man. He's liked. Loved. Yeah, you said it. He is. For whatever reason, his charisma, everybody loves his charisma. Look what happened when he got shot in... In um in DR, yeah, everybody went crazy. Everybody Including went me, crazy. I was sad. I like him. Pisses me off sometimes, but I like him. I think it's you got to get past it. You got to move along with it. A guy never admitted to doing this. There was never any proof that he did it. It's just some stinking list. Wasn't Andy Pettit on that list? Because I, I hate hypocrisy. He I, I he think was. he was. Jambi was on that list. Guys, it's not gonna A-Rod was on that list. A-Rod was on that list, all over that list. He was one of the headliners. Clem? Was it Clem on that list? I don't remember. I'd love to look at that list again. Love to take a peek at that list. I also believe guys like was it an FP Santangelo that was on that list? Or some guy that hit like four home runs that was on that list? Mm -hmm. Am I right with saying FP was on that I, list? I believe FP was like that's crazy. Like I, I don't know how I remember that random fact. It almost started as I was just being hyperbolic. And as I started to say it, I realized, wait a minute, I do believe he was on the list. Someone marginal. Someone that hit like three or four home runs was on that damn list. 
And it might have been FP. I'm not trying to marginalize his name. FP's a good guy. Like, there's some names that made you go, really? I don't know about that guy. Are we sure him? You know, people that just didn't, it didn't add up. And if I erroneously use this name, I need to apologize. That's why I know you're looking it up for me because I just threw it out there. I'm trying to, to find the list. A mistake by me because maybe he's not on that list. That's not right. Clemens was on the list. Clemens was on. <sighs> Gagne was on there also. Yes, he was. Manny was on that list, right? Manny was on that list. Uh, Benito Santiago was on that list. Palmero, Canseco, Miguel Tejada. So the question is, was FP Santangelo on the list? I got to look. So you got How did you get that list? Are you just Google Mitchell it? report. You got Google a Mitchell report. Okay. That's crazy because I'm, I'm telling you, I... Dykstra was on that list, huh? That was the whole Balco scandal and all that came out on that list, right? Yeah. So, obviously, Barry Bonds was on the list. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Brown. Brown, I saw that. Yeah, Clemens was there. Um, That's not everyone heard of. Jack Cust. Lenny Dykstra was on that list. David Justice was on there. Paul Duca, former Marlin. Andy Pettit, indeed, was on the list. F.P. Santangelo. There he is. Told you I thought he was on that list. Although Duca was how, on that How random. By the way, <laughs> That's so funny. by the way, Giancarlo Stanton was on this list. Did is you he know on there that? as Giancarlo or is he on there as He's Mike? on there as Mike. <laughs> yes. He's on there as Mike. <laughs> yes. Did you know he was on that list? I wasn't aware he was on that no, list. No, but, but considering the year that it was, I'm like, hold on a minute. He's in there as Mike. There's he's no way there he's on Mike. there. Yeah. Because he, wa- he flipped to the Giancarlo thing in 2011. When the Marlins made the announcement, pretty much that they were moving to Miami. That, that's why I feel like he was pandering to it, but whatever. You know who else is on this list? Who? My good friend, John Rocker. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, look, I just found Andy Pettit. Dude, should we try to reach out to John Rocker to see if he remembers me? You think John Rocker is going to respond to you? Yes. I do. If you hit him up, I don't want to hit him up. If you hit him up, I think he'll do it. You come up with the official, I'm the executive producer of this morning show. Me, it sounds like a fan, which I'm not. Chuck Knobloch was on the list, by the way. That's crazy that I remembered that F.P. Santangelo was randomly on that list. Our brains work in such strange ways. So you see some of the people on this list, and it makes you just scratch your head. It makes you wonder, I guess is the word. I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty impressed with what those guys did in 1998. 90, 98, yeah. I was a sophomore in high school. Sophomore. I was about to get married. So just keep that in mind. I, I invite you to watch it. Like, I think it's worth the watch. I didn't see any issues with it whatsoever. I just, the only thing I, I warn, I warn you of, is forget about low expectation, high expectation, Frank. I think the best warning, correct me if I'm wrong, is you said this to me when you saw part of it. You said you don't really learn anything new. So I guess I compare this to going to Disney World and riding Space Mountain for the 42nd time of your life. Mm-hmm. 
You know where it's going to turn. Mm-hmm. But you stand in line for an hour and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. The nostalgia of it is part of it. This is much more a ride down nostalgia way than it is like Last Dance was an epiphany to something we didn't know and learned 20-something years later. Ironically, all this happening the same year. I don't know if you realize that. You do, you do realize that all happened in the same year, right? They can't see you nod, so I don't know if you're hearing. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Well, yeah. I didn't realize it. 98 was Jordan's last dance. Yeah. 98 was the year this guy hits this home home runs. These guys hit these home runs. A couple months apart because Jordan finished up in June. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this was taking place in September, October. Wow. uh, He hit that shot for the finals, and these guys had like 20, 30 homers each. So beautiful thing, beautiful thing. Dude, the other thing I'm having a lot of fun with, and we come back from break, we'll talk about. I love these videos Sports Center is putting together. Have you seen that I put them a lot on my story? I have seen. I love some of the stuff they're putting together. The, the one you put with the kid with the bat, that's a couple years old, but that was a great story. Love that story. Yeah, because I remember seeing it a few years ago. That was new to me. I'd never seen that one. Yeah. Some of them are regurgitated. Probably about eight years ago. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a while. Some of them are regurgitated. Yeah. Agreed. What? But I do like that how Sports Center, especially on social media, has jumped around. Um, and like kind of put a lot of the home videos on there and keep kind of the sports rolling. Come back from break. I am uh, I am saddened by some news. So I learned over the weekend that a member of the 72 Dolphins, Jim Kick, passed away. Um, I had the... Uh, the privilege, the absolute privilege of interviewing Jim Kick, I believe it was five or six times during my radio career. Um, It saddens me to learn of his passing because of every one of those members of that team that I've ever interviewed, and I've interviewed a few, you know that I have a, I want to call it, it's not a deep friendship. It's a, hey, what's up, man? How you? Like, he remembers me every time we call. I call him and talk to him and try to get him on the, Larry Little is one of those guys that I have a great deal of reverence from the old Dolphins. Uh, but Jim Kick was a guy that would move his schedule so he could come on with me. Uh, I would call him to request the interview. He would thank me before we hung up. I'm not talking about on the call for the interview. I'm talking about on the call to set it up. Before we hung up, he would thank me for thinking of him to interview him. And he'd say he was looking forward to Like, this guy was the consummate gentleman. So obviously, hours before Father's Day, learning of his passing saddened me. Um, This guy, in my book, was a G. Um... And I want to give a shout out to his daughter, Ali Kick. Um, I didn't say this story on Twitter. Once upon a time, Ali, I was at a tailgate for the off. It was either the Dolphins or the Canes. I don't remember. Um, and there were some kids playing catch, Frank. And remarkably, one of the kids had a Jim Kick jersey on. Mm-hmm. So you know me. I never miss an opportunity to make an extraneous comment. Sometimes I, I shouldn't. But I usually go saying something nice. And once in a while, I'll get misunderstood or people look at me funny like, why is this guy talking to me? 
this is since I'm getting in the car and I tell the kid, hey, man, I like your jersey, but I like the guy even more. And he looks at me. He goes, really? And I said, yeah, man. I go, I work on radio. I've had an opportunity to interview that man. And he's, he's you know, what I just said. He's a great gentleman. I love him. That guy's the man. He goes, that guy's my grandfather. I don't know if he's lying or not. I could never corroborate it. I just, I said, well, then you have a grandfather that's a legend in my book, man. And then I sent him a message. I said, hey, tell him that the amigo says hello, whatever. This guy, anybody who knew him knew that he was completely uh, 100% a total gentleman. I think what hit me harder and made me um, made me really sad, Frank, is to learn that he suffered from Alzheimer's, man. Which would explain why when I texted him last month about Shula, I didn't get a response. It was the first time ever. And now it kind of puts everything into place for me. I didn't know. I'm trying to reach out to Ali. So obviously I figured what better platform than national radio is. There's nothing else I can cut it up and send it to her or post it. So this message is simple for Ali Kick. Your dad... Uh, was a total gentleman. You've seen my messages over the weekend. Um, my prayers are with you and your family, Ali. Uh, my memories of Jim are outstanding. Um, and I'll, I don't think I'll ever get the opportunity to interview an athlete that's more cordial, more respectful, more of a gentleman than your dad was. Um, and that's, that's the memory I have of him. That's how I feel of him. Uh, I feel about him. Uh, I was unaware that he had Alzheimer's. And uh, I work very closely with the Alzheimer's Association here in South Florida. I'm supposed to be on their board, actually, this year. And I just want you to understand that I understand. And uh, we are here for you in any way, shape, or form. I know that it's been a tough weekend for you. Alzheimer's is tough. And uh, if you need just someone to hear you out, someone doesn't know you, but just to hear you out because they understand and they've been in your shoes. Allow me to tell you that I've been in, my sho- in your shoes with my father-in-law, and I understand you. So um, Godspeed to you, Allie. Uh, my condolences to you and your family on the passing of Jim Kick. He was very special to me. I don't know if he ever knew how special He was to me, but he was special to me. He is absolutely my favorite 72 Dolphin. It's not close. Larry Little is the other one. But but may he rest in power. He was a powerful man because he was a gentleman, and more importantly, because he was a great man. So I just wanted to give you that message. Uh, And again, he's loved by this guy right here, and I will always have a warm place for him. Uh, in my heart, just because he was just a total gentleman, man. I don't know. Spent all weekend saying stories at home. Uh, and it wasn't until last night that I actually learned that he had Alzheimer's. Ay, conch. Anyway, brother. All right. Time to get. Uh, he wore a great number, number 21. You got to jock that number. I love that's a great football number. I like that number. The numbers between 21 and 25 are actually my Dion favorite number. Dion wore of all that time. number. Dion, Dion wore 21. 21 was awesome. 22 is my favorite number of all time. Emmett wore that number. 22 25 is my, is my birthday, and that's the McGuire number. 21 is also Sosa. 
23 is fantastic. 23 is the number of the GOAT. And my favorite baseball player of all time is Willie Mays, and he wore 24. So I don't know if I disagree with you about the 21 to 25. That's, those are some good sports numbers. Ryan Sandberg also wore 23. Devin Hester, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. like uh, It's crazy. Kick wore 21, man. He was uh, Barry Bonds also with 25. Kick was a G, man. He really was. All right. I, I said what I had to say. You know I hate these, man. Yeah. You know who I get. And it's worse when you know somebody, you know. That guy's the man, bro. All right. We're going to pick up our spirits around here a little bit. We'll make sure that uh, Ali gets that message somehow, some way. And uh, when we come back from break. Sorry, guys. You know, I'm a wuss when it comes to this. So he was just damn cool guy. He was a cool old boomer with me, man. Fantastic with me all the time. Rest in power. Jim Kick. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine? It's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane. You have a couple of pit bulls off to the side. You have some very, very big German shepherds. You know, just the bigger type of dogs. And they're hanging out talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. 
Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is TJ Holmes with Good Morning America, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Rise and shine. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Troubling times. Troubling times in America for so many reasons. But I, uh, when I heard about this late last night, yeah, I, I don't, I'm completely, completely speechless. A noose was found in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace's. 
Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama on Sunday. Found a noose in the garage stall. His garage stall. Bubba Wallace is NASCAR's only black driver. And in Alabama, that's considered a death threat. And that's not the only thing that happened in NASCAR this weekend. A plane was flown over the, over the speedway with that. a Confederate flag saying to fund NASCAR. There was a huge Confederate flag contingency throughout the entire week running up and down the streets in front of the speedway. So let me ask you a question. If you own a business, you don't have a company that's a sponsor of NASCAR, would you pull? You got to make a statement. And pull? You got you to make As a statement. sponsor. I'm wondering who NASCAR sponsors. But NASCAR is doing all the proper things to try to get it. Yep. This, is, this comes as a little bit of a shock because now we're trying to figure out what happened. Now, this isn't just an area that anybody can get in. This is a very heavily credentialed area that only somebody that works for the track, security, medical, or a NASCAR personnel can enter this area. So this has to be, like, we're going to assume that's an in-house thing. Uh, and if it's not an in-house thing, then security really sucks at this track because then anybody was just able to get in there. This was not found by Bubba Wallace. This was found by one of his crew, uh, crew members. So it's not like he's just going out there now saying, oh, somebody put something in it and he planted it himself. What are you supposed to make of this? The problem that I see with it is like NASCAR is a very regional sport. And for the most part, it's a southern sport. And you kind of have a high population of the Confederate flag waivers in, 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 in that sport. And the Confederate flag was always a big sign at NASCAR races. I don't know if you've ever been to a NASCAR race, but I've been to some. The ones in Miami aren't as much. But like in Daytona, if you go to Daytona, that's pretty much every other car has a Confederate flag waving their, during their tailgates. Big pole with a whole bunch of flags. One's the American flag, one's a Confederate flag, one's a NASCAR flag or whatever their favorite driver is. But that's like one of that's one of the signs from NASCAR. So a lot of people were bothered, uh, fan wise, that NASCAR went ahead and pulled it. Did they do the right thing? Yeah, they did the right thing because a lot of drivers, including Dale Earnhardt, that is somebody that is one of those southern old school type drivers. His dad was around the game. If you guys don't know who Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s dad was, he was the intimidator. He was one of the legends of the game. He said, "Get that crap out of here!" Like they were all super embarrassed by what the Confederate flag. Uh, signified for NASCAR and they wanted it all out. Now, obviously, the drivers can't speak for the fans and the fans are who are making the big stench of it now. Back in April, Blue Emu dropped their sponsorship deal with Bubba Wallace. Remember, he decided to quit participating in an e-NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series event. Um, following week, McDonald's Credit One Bank and, uh, and Pfizer terminated their sponsorship deals with Kyle Larson following his suspension. So people terminate their sponsorships with specific drivers all the time. Mm -hmm. When are you going to hold NASCAR accountable for this stuff? But now they're trying to do. You're right. They're trying to do what's right. They're trying to do what's right, and they said that there was going to be a full blown investigation on what happened. I don't know how 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 easy it's going to be to to figure out who is the one that planted it. I'm assuming that there's cameras all over this area because if it's a highly security area and it's, you you need the proper credentials just to get into this area. It's guilt by association. If I have a business and you're and I'm sponsoring NASCAR and I'm totally against that message, I know NASCAR is doing everything they can to stop it slash save my sponsorship and other sponsorships. But the truth is, is if stuff keeps happening, like finding nooses and the only black NASCAR driver's garage, 
and flags of the Confederate flag flying over events, I at some point, it's not you, it's me. I don't want to be a part or associated and be a part of this until you guys can figure out how to clean it up. I'm, I'm confident you will. I'm just not part of it until you do. I have too many people that I, I you know, no. This is not what we represent as a company. And you know that I'm tough about all this, knocking down statues and, and, and everything that's so reactionary in this country nowadays. I totally get it. You know, I, I, I think to a certain degree we, we lose our mind in that sense. But my bro... <laughs> Let's 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 call it like we see it here, right? When do you when does a sponsor get pissed? Like McDonald's was sponsoring Kyle Larson, and they terminated it. Figure out why. Remember what Kyle Larson did? I don't remember what he did, but they pulled because their logos in the middle of the hood, and their entire his entire car was red with yellow letters, embracing the entire McDonald's brand. So people associated McDonald's with Kyle Larson. And that's why McDonald's said, no, we got to pull. But as a sport in full, like NASCAR is already in a hole because we know the crowd that goes to NASCAR events. So they are trying to do well. They, got, they, they banned the Confederate flag. Like they don't even want anybody around the speedway with any Confederate flag. Cars, uh, uh, guests as well, not allowed to bring it near. All the cars have something BLM related on all their cars. Bubba Wallace had the entire car okay, built. Answer my question. Do you remember what Larson did? I don't remember what Larson did. Okay. On that day where he got suspended, um, without pay, might I add, uh, during an iRacing event that day, Larson was caught saying, you can't hear me, hey, Okay. the G-E-R. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to say that. I read Believing he had lost communication, NASCAR suspended him indefinitely and ordered him to complete sensitivity training before he's allowed to race again. Multiple corporations, such as McDonald's, Credit One, and Chevy, terminated their sponsorship with Larson. Following day, CGR released Larson from his driving duties, leaving him without a ride. Mm -hmm. Matt Kenseth took over the 42 car. And that was an owner's decision. Mm -hmm. That's a specific driver. Right. What happens when these things continue to happen, and it's regardless of a driver, now all of a sudden it's happening during your events. I know you may not have ultimate control over it, but I can't be associated with those events if that's what keeps coming up in those events. And I think that's my bigger point. I don't know if you understand that. I do understand. I do understand. Like, if McDonald's is a sponsor for NASCAR in general, forget Kyle Larson, they got to start asking themselves some serious questions. Mm -hmm. So I, That's all I'm saying. But what's the NASCAR sponsorships are interesting because it's like different races have different... You know, so, like, if you have a race named after you, the Coca-Cola 400 or whatever, right? Like, you're not going to pull out. Or maybe you will, but you're not going to, right? I don't, I don't know contractually if they're able to pull out. But that's a, that's, those are one of those staple races. Like, everybody knows that race as the Pepsi 400. Or now it's Coca-Cola 400. But from a sponsorship standpoint, like, if I'm running spots during racing, I'm not running spots during racing anymore. You're like... You can't. <laughs> and apparently the way this works, this is you know new to me because I've never talked about this. There are sponsorships to the teams and there are sponsorships to, to NASCAR. Yes. So, for example, Mars Incorporated signed a multi-year contract extension as the official chocolate of NASCAR. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I believe Castrol is the official oil of NASCAR or something like that. But they also sponsor a car. So at what point does Mars, the company that makes M&Ms and, you know, Mars bars and all this stuff, like, at what point do they say, this is a little tough to stick with? Tough to continue being associated with this. Verizon uh, and a partnership with NASCAR upgrading the tracks with 5G technology. Of course, that's big business. They don't want to get out of that. Nope. My sponsorship is running spots, having banners fly over races, you know, like, you know, my company banner or whatever, signage and logo signage. And but once, a, once, a, once, a, um, once one of these companies pull out, how long does it take for them to not be associated with the game? Because you talk about M&M's. M&M's has been around in the NASCAR game for 40, 50 years. You associate with, oh, look, M&M's car out. or whatever. Right. You know, so like how long? Because even if they would pull out, you're still going to associate M&M's with NASCAR for a very long time. So is it worth for them to pull out? Don't know the answer, bro. I know that I could not. If this stuff continues to happen, I would not be able to support. It. As it is right now, it's a turn off for me to watch it. When I learned that this weekend, and it's not that I watched a lot of it, but I would watch it from time to time. I'm not watching it. I don't really have an interest in watching it. Another big sponsor in NASCAR are all the, all the, um, the gasoline stations like Mobile, Shell. They all, the, all them have sponsorship with cars. As does Bush Beer and Xfinity right. and Geico right. and partners of the NASCAR series, you know. That's what they are, at least. But some of these races are named, like Coke Zero Sugar 400. Uh, gosh, they have all these weird names. now. Sponsorships. Yeah. Yep. There you go. All right, come back from break. On the other side, we'll keep doing this. I told you, there's not a lot to get to, and it's Monday. You thought there'd been a lot of stuff piled up over the weekend. A legend retired this weekend. A legend retired? A legend retired. Yesterday, actually. Retired? Retired. Gone. Oh, no. <laughs> this doesn't sound very good. This, If a legend retired, I'm thinking nobody retired in baseball, nobody retired in football, basketball, not even in hockey. Um, I don't know, man. This can't be good. Are you saving it for the other side? Uh, are you familiar with Mark Calloway? Mark Calloway? A.K.A. The Undertaker. <laughs> Wrestling, huh? Yeah. I'm glad we didn't tease this because that would have been really a... <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a bad tease. Bro, 30 years in the game, boy. He's a legend. That's whose eyes are looking. Come on, you never went to one of those wrestling events. As a kid, you never watched wrestling? I went to two or three wrestling events in my life. I covered, I covered a couple for the Herald, actually. Those are the most fun things to go to, like live. Like, they're a lot more fun live than what you think they are. You see on TV, you're like, this is a joke. Remember, I took my cousin one time. She's like, I don't want to do this. By the time we left, she's like, when's the next one? It's not that fun. It is. It is. It's not that fun. It is. You got to get into it, though. If you're going to be a dead yeah. fish just sitting there, really, <laughs> then it's not fun. You got to get into it. You gotta, Stone Cold comes out, the glass shatters. Yeah! I covered that. You gotta, you gotta do it like that, bro. No, you don't. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Gosh, this is horrible. Oh, this is brutal. Are you done? Are you finished? Be careful, I don't start playing wrestling. Music. No, 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 please don't. Please don't. You no. ain't down with DX? Oh. You ain't down with DX? We got two words for you. Fuck it. I even suck it. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know, you better ask somebody. Yeah, yeah buddy. Uh -huh. I got you. you yes, I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? If you don't know, 
Yo ass better call, call somebody. somebody. I, I, I know. I like Stone Cold. Bro, if I start. Stone Cold would come and throw his. his, his and then he would jump on the turnbuckle belt and go like this, give me my beers. He would catch them, open them, <laughs> smash them together, and just chug them. Yeah, it was phenomenal. More landed on his shirt than in his mouth. It was still a great sight. It, it was fun, man. <laughs> I always got a kick when he took the button, just throw it in the middle of the ring from like 100 like yards away. Man, Stone Cold, all right, bro. Stone Cold, bro, remember Stone Cold drove a beer truck into the rink and then sprayed Vince McMahon with the, with, with the beer, all right? He drove a casket in, on, did it. Stone Cold did so many things, bro. Like, that was the dude right there. Like, that's who McGuire and Sosa saved baseball. Stone Cold Steve Austin saved wrestling. That really? era, he, that attitude he didn't have era any help. saved wrestling. He didn't have any help at Rock. I said it. I just said it. That attitude era saved wrestling. Yeah, Undertaker with Kane. McGuire, Sosa, Austin, Rock. The I'm Rock. Sorry. Stone Cold. Uh, who else was that? Triple H. Triple the H. Rock was the game. The Triple H is one of the head honchos in wrestling the right Rock now. The Rock was the biggest thing in the game. The Rock was the biggest thing. Not when he started. He became big. No, when he started having his battles with Stone Cold, that's when it really came head to head, and then that's when he really all the beef started with the, with that with that, and that's when he really put his name. Then he matched up with the with a Nation of Domination. He was the leader of that of that crew. Got in that. a lot of beef with DX. Remember, they had the entire thing with DX that they were like like dressed like each other and just mock each other. <laughs> DX came out dressed like the Nation of Domination one time. I remember X Pac. Remember X Pac. He dressed like Mark Henry. He goes, hey, 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 Rock. I don't know what you're cooking. Smells like. <laughs> but I think I'm going to go eat some anyways. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What is wrong with you? Wrestling, bro. He's a what? Man, I remember being in Chicago one time, and my, my aunt ran out of gas, right? It was uh -huh. like 7.30. And I had everything planned perfectly to get to her house by 8 o'clock because it's central time. Raw started at 9, all right? Uh -huh. I mean, it was like 6.30. We ran out of gas, and she's like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God, this is like pre-cell phone era. Me and my cousin walked our ass about three miles to a fire department. We were able to get enough gas to get us to a gas station, made it home by 8.02. Was able to watch my wrestling. This is a top ten of Rock's verbal smackdowns. I'm sure I probably know him word for word. Let's see. At number ten, Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> you can't see me. What are you playing, peekaboo? You can't see me. See you, you can, can you see me? Oh, believe me, we all can see you. We all can see you. How the hell you think we can miss? You come out here with your bright-ass purple shirt, <laughs> and before that, your bright green shirt, before that, your bright orange shirt, you run around here looking like a big fat bowl of fruity pebbles. <laughs> oh, the rock was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. So number 10 was that one, was fruity pebbles. Number you nine, read a book, Booker. Getting inside the classroom. Teacher up on the blackboard. Okay, class. <laughs> what is two plus two? Do you know Booker? Booker teacher. Okay, I know the answer to that. Two plus two? Thomas Jefferson, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> the right Number eight is dissing the new day. What happened here? I don't know. You tell me. What happened? I don't know. I didn't shut you off. I yeah, promise. something no, I happened. Check the, cable. check the cable. No, everything was fine. What did you do? I we were do doing anything. fine. I didn't do anything. We were so fine. I didn't do anything. Yeah, we no, were. No, I didn't do anything because I wouldn't want that to stop. 
That's so funny. You sure you didn't mess with something? Because that was weird. I didn't do anything, man. This is the most I've laughed in a long time, I remember. (laughs) We'll take you to Rudy Poo Drive to the SmackDown Hotel. Okay, so number eight, uh, dissing the new day. All right? So let's let's see if we can get to this now. The Rock knows exactly who you are. You are obviously extremely entertaining. Smart man. Go ahead and clap. But here's what's amazing. What's amazing is the fact that you are that entertaining when you still wear llama penises strapped to your head. (laughs) 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 Number seven is international incident. Because you support Russia. We boo you because you're both a couple of world-class international (laughs) a-holes. Number six is fashion faux pas. Oh boy. Maybe The Rock is gonna face Rikishi. I did it for The Rock. I did it for the people. I did it. I did, uh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. <laughs> Number five, uh, the world's Somebody worst haircut. Got a So that officially means, Big Show, that you are no longer a long-haired, seven-feet, 500-pound piece of monkey crap. No, you are not. You are a short-haired, seven-feet, 500-pound piece of steaming, stinking, grade-A monkey crap. (laughs) Number four is stand back for nothing. Oh, gosh. Remind you of something. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. You ain't no superhero. Not like the Scorpion King. You're a hundred pounds of nothing. Five feet nothing. Oh, excuse the rock one second. Excuse the rock. His cell phone's going off. Oh yeah. Hold on. Cacao, hello. Hey, it's nothing. He says he knows you. You're nothing. <laughs> Number three, teasing the game and the game being Triple H. Yes. I ain't got nothing to prove to you. Well, just like The Rock left his heart in San Francisco, (laughs) you have clearly left your balls in Stanford, Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) Number two is hockey fight. Oh gosh. Because True superstar of the decade, true superstar of the millennium. You know who that is? The Rock will tell you who that is. Toronto, that is the jabroni beaten, pie eating, trailblazing, eyebrow raising, stronger than a bear, faster than a buck, the biggest thing to hit Canada because the maple leaves suck. <laughs> Number one, roasting the one. You see, my name's Billy, and I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this. Bob, 
but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> Bad Billy Gunn. I remember when he won the King of the Ring. Oh, gosh. Billy. <laughs> The People's Champion. That's compliments of the WWE, of course, off of YouTube. And you awesome. can catch it. There was some, though, there. I'm going to play some other ones. This we can ones. have fun with. Those are the newer ones. Those are the newer ones, but this we can have a little fun with. Are they really the newer ones? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. After the comebacks? Because, yeah, because all the, the older ones, he always used to talk about going down Know Your Roll Boulevard and Jabroni Drive to the SmackDown Hotel. He would always talk about, you know, take those sunglasses off, turn them sun bitches sideways, and stick them straight up. You can't yes. Kane and the Big Show. The Rock says you all four jabronis can go right down to the Tropicana Hotel. It's right up the road. You find the absolute best slot machine you can find. You can't miss it. It's got a big Brahma bull on the front, and it says the People's Slot Machine. Yeah, I saw that today. <laughs> and then one of you jabronis pulls the handles, and there it is. One Brahma bull, two Brahma bulls, three Brahma bulls. You jabronis hit the jackpot. And then all of a sudden, you're jumping around like a bunch of idiots. Undertaker with his Mickey Mouse tattoos and his 33-pound head. Oh, what are you laughing at? Jumping around, screaming like a girl. And then all of a sudden, Kane running around doing cartwheels, scaring everybody in the casino. I won, I won, let's party. <laughs> and the biggest goof of them all, the big slow, since they're scaring all the Rocks fans. The big slow, oh, he's 500 pounds. Tonight. And then the doors open and the rock arrives. <laughs> hey. And as the rock looks at all four of you jabronis with tears rolling down your cheeks and <laughs> rolling down your legs. <laughs> what? Ah, oh, you heard him. The rock says he's gonna gather up all the gold coins you guys won. Uh oh. Here and in front fight. of the millions yeah. of Rocks fans, he's gonna shine all the gold coins up. Shine them and shine them. Shine all the gold coins up, turn them sideways, and stick them straight up. You can't hear us. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Final segment of the program coming up next. The youth. We had fun with The Rock today, huh? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to reach out to him, but, man, he's just too popular right now. Like, I'm too, there's too many people trying to request him. I know a guy who knows him, but I'm not going to that guy. So. Why? It's had a tough few months, so oh, I'm just going to... Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I'm just going to let it be. But yeah, he's just very popular right now, so it's impossible to get a request for him. 
Hmm. Yeah, he, um, boy, he's always got something to say, doesn't he? Yep. He's turned into quite a guy, man. Like, talking about, like, struggling and grinding through the WWF, which was back then, now WWE. Um, but, like, he really made a name for himself. His dad was a wrestler, so he already had a chip on his shoulder, had to already prove himself um, that he was going to be that guy or even bigger. And, man, he he knocked it out of the park, man. You're right. With all his skits that he had on the ring and all that improv that he did, um, that character really came out and just really that charisma showed on, on air. It showed on the screen. Hmm. Okay. That was a fun wrestling time, though, man. Like, it's it's impossible for them to try to recreate something like that. Uh, WWE just got too big, man. Like, once they, we were talking about it off air. Once the WWF and WCW merged and made WWE, that's when everything just started getting out of hand. A lot of side wrestling leagues started, little le- wrestling things started. Um, oh, I can't think of it one off the top of my head, but they were they were airing all their shows out um, at Universal Studios in Orlando. And I ended up going to one of their shows out there. You would just have to line up. You would pay for a ticket to the park. And then as the park is closing, whatever, you just line up in one of those backstage sets that they have set up back there. And you would be able to watch the entire event. You walked in, man. It was so cool because on TV it looked like there was thousands and thousands of people. There was only like 300 people allowed in that, in that, in that little stage. So it was very, you were very close to all the wrestlers. The wrestlers would come up on the, in the stands, fight in the stands. So I got some really cool pictures and videos of when I went to one of those events. The headliner back then was uh, Kurt Angle and Christian. Those were like the two major guys. I think Booker T had just made an intro when when that was going on as well. TWA, I believe it was called. TWA. Yeah. I believe that's what the wrestling thing was called. TWA. Something Wrestling Association, I guess. Something. All right, so we're going to have next week, it'll be Omar Cordero come join us on Monday. Monday's during the 10 o'clock hour. If that's okay with you. Yep, that's cool with me. Am I, uh, am I up and running here or not? Uh, yeah, you're on. No, you're not. Now you're on. So, yeah, I was wondering. I was off. Ah, you heard him. The Rock says he's going to gather up all the gold coins you guys won. Remember that? We did that one already. We did that one already. The gold coins, right? That was pretty funny. Yeah. I want you to go find a very quiet place tonight. Quiet place? Are we going to meditate? You two together. Nobody else. You two by yourselves. Go find a nice, quiet place where you can be alone. Wait a minute. <laughs> and all your dreams can come true. <laughs> What's he? Where's he going with this now? Who knows? All your dreams can come true. Your dream came of finding things. Your dream, Benoit, of proving things will come true. And this is how you do it. Benoit, when you're by yourself with Kane, pull your pants down. No, no. Pull your pants down. Oh, look at this. Oh, boy. Go ahead, Benoit. Pull your pants down. And prove to Cain that you're not a woman. No! Oh, my gosh. Come on, Chris. We gotta go back. And Cain, since you just wanna find things. Oh, boy. This may ignite Cain. You go ahead and find the penis Benoit claims oh, he has. No, 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 no,
Total non-stop wrestling was uh, TNA. That's kind of crazy. All right. Uh, Rock always likes to pick a fight before the fight. Yeah, TNA was uh, taping broadcast from Soundstage 21 in Universal Studios between 2004 and 2013, uh, which is that around that time is when I saw it. I think it was like in 2008 or something like that that I ended up going over there. So you like the funny moments or you like the rants better? No, I like I like uh the but the rants led to funny moments. True, but I I think the funny moments are better. Yeah, all the all the rants led to funny moments. Um that that's where a lot of the comedy came from. Like wrestling people are like, "Oh, there's too much talking in the wrestling or whatever. There's too much talking, there's too much talking." But the wrestling, when you watch Raw, when you watch SmackDown, when you watch those things, that's what wrestling was. It was about the talking. They they called it the soap opera for men. When you got wanted to watch the wrestling, then that's when you had to pay a little more. You know, they give you little snippets during the during the night of little fights, but those fights would last maybe like three, four minutes the longest. The real fighting, the pay-per-views were where the 25, 30-minute matches were. I used to love when he did that. He has a great rant. Maybe you can find it. The Rock with Michael Cole at the American Airlines Arena. And it's during the LeBron era. Michael Cole walks out with a Boston Celtics jersey and The Rock absolutely lays him out. That come Monday night, The Rock's in store for a fight. Come Monday night, Kane and The Undertaker are gonna get back at The Rock for hitting them with chairs. Come Monday night, the entire faction, Vince, Shane, DX, Triple H, even that $2, <coughs> oh, no, no, no. that 50 cent <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> Oh boy. Getting back at The Rock for making their lives a living hell. Well, The Rock says this it's Monday night. Oh boy. And The Rock, The Undertaker, and Kane are all here. So is the faction. The question is when's the explosion going to take place? So, Undertaker, bring your American badass. Kane, bring your seven foot body. Triple H, bring your three foot nose. As, <laughs> as The Rock's witness, The Rock says, Just bring it. All right. So The Rock and Michael Cole, I guess they did this more than once, though. This is not just at the AAA. You know that, right? I mean, yeah, but that entire thing happened when, uh, when like, during the LeBron era. Like, LeBron comes out. I don't know if you saw it, but LeBron comes out, and he's pretty much talking to the, to the crowd, and then Michael Cole comes out in his uh, Boston Celtics jersey. Thing eyebrow raising. Enough with the yakking. I'm done with the Is that you? The yeah. Rock is ready to party all over South Beach. Mm. <laughs> if there's some we don't have time for this. This is a super long clip, but yeah, he, he had his ways. <laughs> oh gosh. He was fun. He was a lot of fun. Another day in paradise. Coming up next, the youth. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.